listen, I got a question for you. As a believer, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, should our habits be different than the habits of our neighbors, those without, without the Lord, without Christ? Uh, we're not talking about being better than, but should our habits be different? How we look at life, how we behave every day. I think your, your immediate response would be certainly. I mean, that's just obvious. The Bible teaches that. Then maybe the question is, why do we struggle so much, so often, in so many different areas of our life? Uh, with habits. Hey, I'm Dr. Randy. This is the Intentional Living Center. Our phone lines are open. Yeah, we're live here on this Thanksgiving week on a windy day in Tucson. And uh, phone lines open. We'd love to have you join in. Here's what we want to talk about. I want to talk about habits in terms of um, our faith and in terms of our life. And maybe there's been some things you've said, hey, I've just, uh, I got serious with God about this in my life. And uh, I've wrestled, wrestled it to the ground with God's help. And this is what I'm doing. I've been working on changing habit. You've changed something in your life that you want to give a shout out uh, to God for helping you do that. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen, triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. You know, it, in the uh, the book of Romans twelve one, we know what Paul is saying here is about us living our lives intentionally in Christ. I love how it's put in the in the message where it says, so here's what I want you to do. Here's Paul saying, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, going to work, and walking around life. I love how he puts it, walking around life, just interacting every day, what you're doing with your kids, what you're doing at work, what you're doing in your life. And uh, then Paul says, and place it before God as an offering. Really what we're talking about here is changing the way we live to the point where it becomes habitual in our life. And so I just throw it out to you. You know, what is it? Uh, there's lots of different things that can stand in the way. Uh, and we know that. I've learned that, you know, this self-discipline and, and willing yourself into changing a habit just doesn't work. It's like a New Year's resolution that 98% never get started and never get completed, right? There's more to it. And in a moment, I'm going to teach uh, what the research shows on how habits are formed in our life, why they're formed, and how do you break them. And we're going to see an immediate application to what Scripture teaches. It's amazing. This is secular research, and you're going to see the biblical reality of how that works. Uh, we're going to get into that. So if you know someone, maybe you wrestle with some habits. You'd I do. I have some habits I'd like to get rid of. We all do, I think, if we're being honest. Um, and the question is, how do we do that? And we'll talk about that coming up. Maybe you've uh, dealt with some things in your life you want to share to encourage others. Give us a call, 888 And one of the things that can be a real problem is just making excuses. And the first thing we got to say is, I'm done making excuses. I lived my life kind of far away from God, really, because uh, I made so many excuses. I thought, well, I'm not really doing that. It's because of this other, you know, it's this thing. And making excuses for doing things, you know, that I know God has told us directly we shouldn't do. And I've had a hard life. I have to admit that because I didn't make the right choices. But uh, your radio station has helped me because just your title, Intentional Living. We're intending now deliberately to live without those excuses. I really wanted to say thank you because, you know, the excuse making 
now has turned into intentional living and I feel like I'm awake now and I'm not asleep. I don't have the habit of making excuses anymore. I've left that and it's so difficult. It's so hard, but I've learned to look to God and to pray to Him and concentrate on that. Listen, we're never going to make a change in our life. By the way, listen, God, God does the saving. God's the intentional God. He's the one who loves us. So there's nothing about this habit thing I'm talking about today that's going to make God love you more, okay? We're not talking about good works, getting saved because of something you do. You stop smoking, now God loves you more. No, he loved you the same way, but he's saying smoking ain't good for you. It's going to kill you. and It's not what I want for you, right? Come on. So let's just separate what we're talking about today from God's intentional love for, for us. We're talking about the things that we're responsible for, how we choose to live our life. And we know from research that's been done that all of us have triggers that set off a response uh, to a habit, right? Uh, Joel was telling me there, Joel's helping out today. Can I, can I, will you confess, Joel, that it's Oreo cookies? Oh, that's definitely my bad habit. Oreo cookies. At the holidays with the big red filling. Oh, you're making me hungry, Dr. Andy. What's the trigger that sets that off for you? I mean, when you're thinking about Oreo cookies, is it time of day or you, are your kids? Are you frustrated? <laughs> is there anything that kind of sets off the, the Everything. urge? Everything. Everything's a trigger. No, I think time of day, you know, I get home from work and the first thing I want to do is just go find, you know, find wherever the cookies are. Yeah. So maybe it's the closing the car door, opening the back door to the house seeing your precious wife and kids, you say, before I do any of that, I have to have my Oreo cookie. Pretty much. Yeah. See, you know, we, we joke about that, but you know what? The research is clear that there are triggers that set this stuff off. Uh, smoking habits, drinking habits, come on. Things in our life that are even more destructive, times of day, people that we're with, come from our, we know it comes from our own sinful nature, as the Bible teaches. We'll share, share that in a moment. But triggers are important, but then there's a response, and that response can set off uh, chemical reactions in our brain, right? And these chemical reactions bring some pleasure, some relief. You feel better for a short period of time. And then, uh, well, then afterwards you have a regret, right? And there's always a reward that's attached to whatever our habit is. And that habit reward could be something that's pleasurable for a season, as the Bible says, right? That's the reward. And that's why we want to do it again. But we know ultimately it's not good for us. But there's one thing that the research shows that holds all of this together. And without this one thing, you can't develop a habit. Let's face it. Most of us don't have habits to get up first thing in the morning and have broccoli. You know, that's not a habit we, we develop. And so there's one thing that holds this all together. I'll get to it in just a moment. Amy's here. Amy, come on in. Amy's uh, on our team here. And I ask her, she, she's here working today. And I ask her to come in because this young lady... Uh, has developed some really cool health habits. We've talked to Amy before on the air, but I was thinking since we're talking about habits, uh, we'd invite her back in. How are you doing, Amy? Hi, good. How are you? Good. I gave you all a five-minute warning to come yeah. in here today. So we'll see what God comes up with here. All right. <laughs> now we're talking about habits today, and we know that habits are formed um, in different ways. They're not easy. They're not easy to develop. Um, well, they're easy to develop the bad ones, but it's not easy to change them. Talk about that in terms of your own life. Give it, give it just a little overview of the habit you've developed in the health area and why did that happen and how did you get that habit started and maintained in your life? 
I think you're talking about running, and right. it started off with walking a block and running a block, and that was the end of my exercise day because I had a diagnosis of high blood pressure, and I was like, whoa, that's not... If I can do something about it, I'm going to try. And running isn't necessarily the answer, but I was figuring getting active and having better nutrition would put me in the right direction. All right, so you you go to the doctor. The doctor says, Amy, you got high blood pressure. What do I need to do? Uh, change your diet maybe, and then uh, you need to exercise. Yeah, and I know that genetics play a role in some people's lives, but I thought, well, if I can do something, I'm going to do what I can. So I got more active. I started running a block, wa- walking a block. That was the end of my exercise day because before that, my um, exercise might be lifting the TV remote. So that was a bad habit that I had to break. Yeah. Now, was it hard for you to maintain that habit early on? Not because I, I believe because I started so small. It was something doable. It was something that I could add to the next day if I wasn't tired. It wasn't something that would get me tired. And I thought that's the way that I'm going to continue this on. If I just try to go out and run 15 miles and I haven't been walking a block I thought that's, you know, going to put me back on the couch. Now, did you say you're very goal oriented? Did you set goals for yourself early on then too? I'm going to walk a half a mile or many steps or whatever. What did you do right right at the beginning of this habit formation? Well, I talked about the running the block, walking a block, and then it was about minutes and how long could I do that? And then the next day, challenging myself to up my game and, you know, add, add to what I was already doing. Um, oh. This is 19 years later now. All right, and there's quite a story 19 years later. you got to hear it. We're going to get to it in a moment. Can you hang on for a minute? I can. All right, uh, we're going to get back to that. love to have you join in. Maybe something in your life. Uh, you've said, hey, I've, I've had to wrestle with this in my life, and um, I'm finding victory. God's giving me victory to to move or change a habit. love to hear your story. 888-888-1717. You're going to hear an amazing story from... Uh, from Amy in just a moment. But, you know, when we talk about habits, some of you, some of you I know have been wrestling with a habit, not only being just irritating, but it becomes destructive when it becomes a dependency in your life. Hi, my name is Jerry. I heard on the radio today you guys are talking about bad habits and giving them up and what they cost. I was a cocaine and alcohol addict for 28 years. And in the end, it wound up costing me my marriage, my home, my family, my daughter, my grandkids. It cost me my freedom for a while. It cost me everything, my money and everything. And then when I finally had enough of in and out, in and out, I threw my hands up and I said, God, I can't do this anymore. I need your help. Please help me. And from that moment forward, when I gave him my will, my total body, soul, and will, he took all desires for any of my bad habits away. I never had another craving for cocaine. I never had another craving for alcohol. Um, Unfortunately, I still had to suffer the consequences because of my actions. But now I'm living a true and an intentional life for Christ. And I want to be so thankful that he did get me out of this mess once and for all. After 28 years of living in it, I'm a free and clean man. Thanks to the Lord Jesus. Hey, man, what a story. Jerry, thank you, man. There's someone listening here in the country or listening to our podcast somewhere around the world, and uh, that habit has turned to almost a dependency, either physical or emotional dependency in their life, and uh, they're wondering, will I ever be able to break this? And you found through God's help, God's encouragement, and God's Holy Spirit in your life, and you said something really powerful, and you didn't even know it from the research. The research is clear that a habit cannot be maintained in our life 
unless we change our desire. It's the desire that drives a habit. Um, it's that sense of, I've, I need this in my life. And you know what the Bible says to us? That we're to change our desires. Listen to what it says in Ephesians chapter 4. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through and through and deceitful because of its deceitful desires. And then be renewed in the spirit of your minds and then put on the new self. The key, here's the key, folks. Listen, you and I want to change a habit forever. Got to change our desire. And here's the thing. A desire has to be attached to a reward. And the reward is what? We know short-term rewards. You eat an Oreo cookie, you get a short-term reward, right? Uh, you, you know, you, you view pornography. Come on, guys and ladies. There's a short-term reward for that. But that's not what God's intention is. But your desire has to be attached to some sort of a reward. And as a follower of Christ, I wrote down just a few. Here's, here's the kind of rewards we should be looking for. Pleasing Christ. A reward of benefiting my, my spouse or someone that I love. Or maybe it's a reward of having peace and freedom. Freedom from bondage. Or maybe like in, in your case, Amy, having better health. You know, that's a reward. There's a payoff for what you were doing and are doing. Maybe it's less regret in your life. Or maybe it's that feeling of I have more balance and control in my life. If we can attach whatever that new habit is, that new behavior, to the right kind of a reward, understanding that our ultimate desire, as the Scripture says, is to please Christ, that's the formula for those of us who are Christians to develop a long-term healthy habit in our life. Which raises the question, Amy, you, you started out, where, where did your faith, where did your desire to please Christ fit into all of this as you've continued your journey from walking a half a block to running, what now, 43 marathons, right? I've done 44 states. Um, it's funny that you said my reward was health, and then you said, how did it please Christ? And that's exactly my why. Um, I feel that this pleases Christ in... I'm keeping the temple of the Holy Spirit fit so that I have endurance. Okay, yeah, I need endurance to run a marathon. But where else does that apply in my life? It applies everywhere else. If I'm going to give my all at work, if I'm going to give my all in taking care of my dad who's aging, things like that, um, to serve others, I need that health and energy to be able to do that. So I feel that what I'm doing is honoring Christ. Now, we let the cat out of the bag. You went from walking a half a block and out of breath 19 years ago, right? To now you have run marathons, the, the full 26.2 miles. Why is it 26.2, by the way, not just 26? Another question. But anyway, uh, you've run 44 <laughs> states now? I'm, my goal is to run one in every state. I've uh, run 44 states. Yes. 44 states. 26.2 in 44 states. I've got six left. Oh. Huh. So you set a goal for yourself 19 years ago. The question beyond the health, obviously you're very healthy. You can run circles around all of us, right, Joel? Stop the Oreo cookies, Joel. <laughs> uh, how, else is, how else has this impacted your life, and what other areas have you been affected as a result of that intentional habit formation in your life? Well, it started with the why, with the spiritual aspect, and then I took it to the health, and I saw the results in the health realm that I wanted to see. And I feel that um, 
God has given me discipline to, to stay the course as, and it's also, I feel the metaphor for life, you know, life is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, so we've got the health realm, but then I applied those same principles of doing the right next one thing that you always say, um, one at a time, adding, stacking those good habits on top of one another. And I'm out of debt and paying extra towards our mortgage every month. And so finances and just taking those principles and being able to apply it across the board. Yeah, it is. It does multiply. Good things multiply. Bad. Th- come on. We know that bad things multiply in our life. Good things multiply. Honoring Christ multiplies clearly. All right. Well, I'll let you get back to work. Thank you. Thank you, Amy, for stopping by. We're talking about habits uh, today. Love to have you join in. We're going to stay here after the show and talk a little bit more. Tell us a little, one of your stories. Maybe what, what have you learned? What has God taught you about uh, changing a habit in your life? Or maybe you'd like to just make sort of a pact with someone to say, hey, starting today, you want someone to pray with him, happy to do that. 888-888-1717. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. My husband and I have been married for uh, quite a while now, almost 10 years. And from the beginning, uh, my in-laws and I have, uh, they've never really approved. And he's always been the golden child. They have occasionally hurt my feelings on purpose, but for years I've been trying to get their approval. It just isn't forthcoming. I mean, they're, they're just not interested in having that, that closer relationship. This is Intentional Living. Dr. Randy here uh, on this uh, Thanksgiving week. And we appreciate, well, by the way, we're thankful for you all. Uh, those of you who have been praying for us, supporting us, standing with the ministry. Man, your faithfulness is making a difference. And we are passionate here in this day and age in which we have so many distractions to get back to the basics of what it means to live as God intends for us to live. And of course, this is one area we teach you have to have the right goals, where are you headed, what direction are you taking, and then you support that with the daily habits. It's what you do next that makes the biggest difference. And after that, and after that, you just heard Amy. She couldn't walk a half a block without having to sit on the park bench. And that one decision to say, hey, I'm changing my life in this area for God's glory changed everything. Her finances, her, her life, her work, everything that's, uh, that she does made a big difference. And you can start today, and I can too, when it comes to establishing that next one thing. Habits come in all sizes. Some of them are destructive. Some of them are just plain, simply annoying in life. He cannot stand a clear counter. He has to fill them all up. (laughs) But he definitely likes his stacks and likes to spread them all out. Humming, he hums incessantly. Don't even know he's doing it. You know, he's washing dishes or he's, you know, just when he's doing something, he's humming. And his coworkers yell at him all the time. The way he loads the dishwasher. Many years ago, after talking with him about it and it didn't change, I realized, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. At least he's got the dishes out of the sink, off the counter, off the stove, and they're put away. 
It takes me just a few minutes to rearrange the dishwasher and we're happy. Um, what really annoys me is that my husband treats our dryer like the dresser. So he'll go and take clothes out of there after he's washed them. He'll just leave them in there and he'll take the items out that he needs, but he never puts them away and it drives me crazy. <laughs> Boy, we got a lot of those, by the way, we can share. I mean, we do literally on tape here from people uh, who have shared their annoying uh, habits of their spouse. Did you notice those were all ladies? Those were all, where are the guys out there? So, all right. But the, that's the, the fact is sometimes habits can be just simply annoying and sometimes they can be destructive. Pornography, how we eat, our attitude, our emotions, when they run amok in terms of a relationship, our words, the things that we say and how we say them can impact and destroy and damage the most precious relationships that we have in life. And so today, as we're talking about habits, understand that habits are the two keys to a habit is to have the right desires. And we know that the scripture teaches that our deceitful desires will destroy and we'll be renewed in the spirit of our minds. And then to put on the new self, two things. One is we've got to change our thinking. If you and I want to change anything in our life today, we've got to start with making a decision understanding that that decision has to be supported with the right desire. If your desire is simply to, well, I want to eat healthier, long-term, that's not going to probably keep you going. You've got to have a desire that's stronger for your family, for your relationship with Christ, for honoring uh, what the Bible teaches, for being here for those grandkids down the road. Uh, Maybe in the financial area, you have a desire to be a good steward, knowing that you don't own this stuff, that this is of God and that you want to, You want to be a steward, meaning that every dollar, every dime that you spend, you want to do it intentionally as a good steward, someone who's managing that money. So you can get to a place that you can give more and share more and and have more freedom in your life and less bondage. Some of us are running around in bondage today with credit card debt going up and the interest rates over 20%. That's deadly. That's terrible. And if you want to change that, it begins with developing a habit that says, I'm going to intentionally spend less than I make over an expended, uh, extended period of time. This is a rocket science. We teach 10, 10, 80, a habit of saying, I'm going to tithe. I'm going to save 10% and learn to live on 80%. Or if you're older and you haven't started at all, maybe it's going to be 10, 20, 70, but you're making a decision, but it begins with having the awareness to be mindful of the critical moment in your life and my life. When we have that trigger that sets off the potential habit to overeat, to say the wrong thing, uh, to turn to pornography or whatever it is in your life and realize that this gets back to the reward and the reward needs to be, nope, I want to give pleasure to Christ. I want to benefit my family. I want to have more peace, more freedom, less bondage, better health, less regrets, and feel more in balance and control of my life. That's how we change habits in our life. We change our desires according to scripture. And when we do, that's radically changing our life. What have you learned? Love to have you join us. Join in this discussion. We're going to be off the air in about five minutes, but we're going to tape uh, or record. We don't use tape anymore, right? We're going to record for a later airing of this. So we'd love to have you join us. Tell us your story. The phone line's open in this busy Thanksgiving week. Appreciate you taking a few minutes to call 888-888-1717. That's 888-888-1717. And sometimes we need to take our habits and bring them right home in parenting those kids. 
Hi, this is Carolina, and I just wanted to say that the habit that I have been doing with my son and that I feel is really helping him is every night before bed, we have a routine where he brushes his teeth, he gets ready for bed, puts pajamas on, we read a book, and then we say a prayer, and I ask him who he's thankful for and who he's going to ask God to take care of today. And every day we try to focus on someone specific and then talk about something specific pertaining to them, like grandma who was recently sick in the hospital. And I really feel that he's getting closer to God that way. And if I ever forget, he's very quick to say, Mommy, it's prayer time. I didn't say my prayer. I can't go to bed without saying my prayer. So him being four years old and, and reminding me, that really puts a lot of faith in the good habit that I'm instilling for him. Thank you. Now, we know what a habit is. A habit is something that we do without thinking. And according to research, about 40% of what we do every day is habitual. We don't think about it. It's like riding a bike. It's something you can do without really thinking about. That's an excerpt teaching this month to help you live intentionally in your life. Uh, We're doing a three-month series last month on uh, living in this culture that's dying. It is around us. Boy, it's terrible what we see going on in the world today. And yet we know God is there and he's faithful. Uh, And this month we've been focusing on this thing of intentional living in our family relationships. And then in December, we're going to focus on intentional living when it comes to our own personal life. And of course, habits habits really fit in beautifully to that topic, doesn't it? Uh, Because this is the two things in intentional living, clear goals, clear direction, knowing what you want. If you want to get out of debt, Why do you want to get out of debt? What's the desire for that? Is it strong enough to help you begin to develop the right kind of daily habits with money? And when I see those who are older and maybe you look back and realize your habits were terrible with money, you know that didn't bring glory to God and didn't benefit you. And the only way to make a change is begin today to make a decision. I know some of you have heard or listened or have read some of the material from Dave Ramsey. He's the first one who will tell you. It's, it's, not, it's not rocket science to do his seven steps. That's one approach. We talk 10, 10, 80. That's another. Crown Financial Ministries have a great uh, lot of material for developing financial uh, maturity and wisdom and habits in your life. But it comes down to actually doing it. When so much of life really is about doing more than knowing. We know what to do. We have more information today than we'll ever could consume in several lifetimes. When it comes to finance or health or work or relationships, but it's actually getting up and saying, I choose to do the next right one thing. And that's why our ministry has focused so heavily on this thing of one thing. The question is, what one thing would you do in the next 30 days that could help you form a better habit in an area that you know is not pleasing to Christ? You can do it, change that desire, and then be intentional to do the next right one thing. All right, we're wrapping up here. Got to run. I'm Dr. Randy along with Joel today. Thank you, Joel. And uh, Stephen, our producer. And I'll tell you what, we're going to just leave the phone line open. The next 30 minutes, we're going to record a show that's going to air, I think, on Monday next week. And so if you want to call and just say, hey, this is what God has taught me about a habit, or this is what I've done in my life that I want to share with others to encourage them, please join in the discussion uh, at 888 888 
I'm Dr. Randy. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on Thanksgiving Eve. Have a great day.